What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dan Cable Presents podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the program once again. This is your first time listening, checking out the show. Thanks for tuning in. You can find fresh episodes coming at you every Friday or thereabouts, I suppose. I'm a couple I'm a couple days late this week, but uh, if you want to help support this thing in a free way, you can do so by clicking subscribe on iTunes, clicking write a review, giving the podcast five stars, subscribing from... Uh, you know, wherever you're listening to, you say a few nice words on the review and that will help propel the podcast into the tops of the iTunes charts, giving it more visibility on the national and international levels and just really helping strangers find the podcast. And I appreciate the hell out of all the folks that have already taken the time to do so and appreciate you tuning in. There's a Dan Cable Presents YouTube channel that you can also check out that's got a bunch of in-studio performances and live show performances from all genres of music. So check that out and uh, hit subscribe there if you want to find out when new videos are dropping. It has been a while since the uh, that their YouTube channel has been updated, but there are over 100 videos from uh, all these studio sessions that we used to do with this thing with mostly local Portland, Oregon artists. And uh, yeah, man, just a, a cool archive of stuff there to, to look back on of the, uh, the early days of this thing, the first year or two, the first 75 episodes, most of them were all in studio performances. So if you want to know what's going on there, check it out. Like I said, all genres of music on there. And uh, we're going to be running through a few different genres of music here on, on this playlist edition of the podcast. It has been a while since uh, I've, I've done one of these, these playlist hangs. But uh, yeah, life has obviously been, been strange and... 2020 seems to be pretty fucking relentless at this point, and I am doing my best to remain positive during these incredibly uncertain times, and I really thought this is going to be the week that I didn't put an episode out. This week just got real wonky with the, the scheduling of things. And I was out of town the first few days of, of the week and then came back from the beach to Oregon on fire and being just miles away from the area in which people were having to evacuate. And that can, uh, you know, that'll put some things in, into perspective or at least does for me whether those people are strangers or ones that I know it's, it's, uh, it's incredibly fucked. And yeah, just 
really thinking about all the people that are affected by these fires right now all up and down the west coast but yeah the the Oregon fires are are extremely insane right now yeah it's about a half a million people at this point that have been evacuated from their homes and just trying to find ways to to be supportive of those people however I can and yeah the area I live in is completely filled with smoke like I said just about five miles away from where people are being evacuated so uh yeah just kind of kind of hanging in and doesn't look like I am in harm's way which I'm incredibly grateful for but due to all that it just uh it made it difficult to to do the scheduled podcast hang with uh with Sherbert the Portland hip hop producer who was supposed to be on the show this week but we're going to connect soon and make it happen when it's uh it's a little safer to do so so I'm sure that he will be on the show very soon. But like I said, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna bail on the whole thing after going to work the last few days and, and the building kind of being filled with smoke. A majority of the day has been a bit exhausting and, uh, yeah, it's just all feeling pretty overwhelming at this point, you know? And, uh, I think it is, natural and and reasonable to want for things to just be easy and and fall into place as you think that they should and it just seems that a majority of this year has been an uphill battle for almost everyone and it seems relentless and i'm just trying to be grateful for the glimmers of hope that are out there and uh for all the the unreal people in my life but uh yeah man it just felt too fucking weird i guess sitting around this weekend and and not having an episode out i wanted to uh i wanted to figure out something to do i guess maybe i just wanted to to disappear into the headphones and 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 jump on the mic for a bit and uh there's been there's been quite a few people in the music world that have uh, passed away either this week, the last couple of days, or um, the last few weeks. And I wanted to pay tribute to, to some of those folks during, uh, during this episode and, and play some music from them. I think people passing away has a strange way of putting things into perspective and um, whether they're they're older or younger I think all of those things you know play play a part of of how it shapes or or shakes your perspective and um, I think with with the people that are are a bit younger a little closer to my age those are the ones that seem to uh, really hit heavy ones that really resonate and uh on august 20th i was i was driving to work that morning and a track from the most recent justin towns earl 
record came on my uh, one of my discovery playlists. And um, Justin Towns Earl was definitely a dude that that I knew his name and uh, I knew some of his tunes. I was not incredibly familiar with his catalog of music, but um, I knew that he ran in a circle of incredible musicians and just a dude that was so well respected by his peers and his friends. And uh, I don't know what it was about that morning. Something, something hit me heavy with his music and it made me really curious. And I, I just, you know, I listened to this record front to back and the vulnerability expressed through the record really was, uh, was speaking to me. And yeah, later that night I started seeing things popping up on, uh, my Instagram feed that he had passed away at the age of 38. And, um, yeah, it was just, it was just really strange, you know, to have made the connection with his music that day for some reason. And something about that, you know, finding out about his, his death that night was, uh, was just a bizarre connection. And then, you know, to find out a little bit later that it was, it was from a drug overdose and, and kind of going, going through some, some interviews with him or listening to his, his friends speak about him. That was definitely, those were some demons that, that he wrestled with heavy in his addictions and, uh, just had a rough upbringing that shaped his, his world. And, uh, he, spoke so honestly about it in his music you know you got a song like harlem river blues which is about a man contemplating suicide and yeah it's all it's all through you know the the pain that this dude was experiencing was definitely something he did not shy away from talking about through the tunes and and also not in interviews either you know he seemed to be pretty upfront about his uh his use of substances there's this uh pretty great new york times article that came out i'll uh put the link to that in the uh in the episode notes uh paying tribute to him but there's this quote from uh from 2015 that's in this this uh this new york times article and it says I always knew there was something different about the way that I used drugs and drank to the way that my friends did. But it's a wild thing to wake up when you're 16 years old and realize you can't stop shooting up. So just really heavy stuff, man. It seems like from an early age that uh, this dude dealt with. But on the flip side, you also hear about what an amazing presence he was to be around and and how fun he was to be around and yeah as i highly suggest you you know if you're a fan of this dude check out some of these interviews with his friends and there's a justin towns earl in memoriam episode of the broken record podcast which uh, i'd also 
highly suggest if you want to dive a little deeper into this dude's world. He's got eight incredible albums. There's so much live material to to watch online if if this music speaks to you at all. And uh, yeah, this is a heavy one. Like I said, I, I'm not even incredibly familiar with this dude's catalog uh, the um, leading up until his death. And I just, uh, you know, knew he was the son of Steve Earle and just really well respected as a musician and a songwriter. And uh, his body of work is, uh, you know, very evident of those things as far as his songwriting abilities and uh yeah it hit heavy especially you know losing somebody a couple years back to a drug overdose it's uh i don't know it makes you reflect upon those things and i think a lot of times addicts get get a bad rap man for you know not always being the best people but I think a lot of times if you talk to the people that that really knew those people and uh, knew the things that that they went through, the things that that shaped them into uh, the people that they are, that they were. And uh, I think you start to understand why somebody would want to maybe try to escape their reality as much as possible even if uh, they come across as, as incredible musicians or, or talented people or, you know, people that are just so good to be around, you know. It's, uh, it's a hard thing to understand and a hard thing to wrap your, your head around, but uh, I think it's very important to just try to approach those things with as much compassion as possible and uh that can be can be difficult at times i was listening to this dude joe pug who's another great singer songwriter he was he was uh he was talking about justin kind of did this remembering thing you can look it up on youtube if you want to hear the the whole thing it's about four or five minutes and he tells some stories about Justin and, and just about him as a person. And he kind of gets into this, this part that he, uh, you know, for a long time that he was mad at Justin and how that's sometimes a, a natural thing that occurs when you're have a personal relationship with an addict that you, you get mad at some of their behavior. And, uh, Joe said later, you know, years down the road, he found out about a lot of the things that happened to, to Justin as a child and, and uh, all that he was going through and, and kind of made him understand a little bit more why he would, you know, turn to things to escape his existence. And I thought that that was a, a really powerful thing to hear. It's, uh, I think those are cool moments to, uh, to hear somebody come to you know to for it to kind of click in that way can be rough but uh seemed like a an important moment for for that fellow joe pug to to kind of have that realization about this 
this dude who he considered to be his friend, you know, that, that he had some anger towards. So yeah, man, rest in peace to, to Justin Towns, Earl, an incredible talent. And sounds like he was just such an amazing dude. And, uh, the two year anniversary of my man, Brayden Hamilton's, uh, death is, uh, is creeping up in a few weeks and it's, uh, it's a heavy thing. It is uh, a part of September that I, I don't look forward to, you know, and uh, being a couple years removed from it feels uh, feels interesting. It still feels like he was around yesterday sometimes, and, and then sometimes it feels like he's been, been gone forever, and I just try to... Uh, try to hold on to, to some of that, that spirit he had, uh, my friend, Brayden Hamilton, just such a fucking insanely talented musician, all around musician, you know, just one of these people I admired so much and could sit around and listen to, to him play music for forever man and i got so many opportunities to to sit in that room with him and listen to him play music and trade songs back and forth and have uh have some wild talks about the world and the universe and yeah miss that dude like hell he uh made a, a huge impact on my life definitely uh created some some very cool unforgettable connections and uh definitely hearing about justin's death um you know made me made me think of my dude brayden so uh yeah man i hope y'all are fucking just jamming up there and and writing some amazing tunes and um if you're struggling it's okay and uh, I know that it is so hard to reach out. I just was talking about this on last week's episode with the rapper Retro Champ out of St. Louis, Missouri. He was on the podcast last week, and, and we had this discussion on the podcast about how incredibly difficult it can be to, to reach out if you're struggling because you do not want to place burdens on, on other people and uh yeah man i know it's not easy but if you're struggling do your best to reach out to your loved ones you uh you deserve love you deserve to be loved and uh yeah hug your friends let people know that that you love them because you never ever you know you know this is some cliche shit but you just you just never know when that uh, that last conversation is going to be. So, you know, try to try to let people know that you give a shit, that you care, how much people mean to you, all that jazz. It's a, it's uh it's important. And I know this is a, a really heavy way to to open up this podcast, but this is just what I was feeling, you know, when I was thinking about getting on the mic. This is uh this is what I'm feeling right now and to everybody that's going through shit right now try to keep your head up above water believe that there's something better 
believe that there is something better on the other side of this most fucked up 2020 year. And uh, yeah, we're going to get into some music here from Justin Towns. This is is a track called Frightened by the Sound. It's off the Saint of Lost Causes, which is that... uh, that record that I discovered a couple weeks ago, the one that came on that morning, and uh, this is it. Silence broken, thunder roll, followed by the bright light from a lightning strike. Wind is picking up to a low mall. Feel the pressure drop. Rain starting, stop, storm coming. The way it's gonna miss us now. Still, then comes steady rain. Hard against the window pane, but keep an eye on the river. It's already up. There's no need to worry yet. Let us not forget the last time we rain.
Damn, that record sounds good, man. Rest in peace, Justin Towns Earl. Thank you for the tunes. Highly suggest you uh, dive into that catalog. If singer-songwriter is your, uh, your lane and you're not familiar, get familiar. Before we pay tribute to a, a couple more people that passed away this week, I, I want to uh, I want to stay in that singer songwriter world, and uh, I want to play a tune off the new Nathaniel Rayliff record. If you're not familiar with Nathaniel Rayliff, you're sleeping on this dude. I don't know what you're doing if you're a fan of of singer songwriter stuff because he's. Uh, He's amazing. He's incredible. And uh, he has been putting out music for quite some time now. I first found out about Nathaniel Rayliff from watching the Austin to Boston documentary, which also introduced me to Bearsden and Ben Howard and the Staves. That is such an incredible documentary. I've seen it a bunch of times. And that's where I found out about Rayliff. And a um, few years back, he, he started playing with the Night Sweats. And they had the big son of a bitch song hit hard and uh, got them some great no- notoriety. And it was really cool to see that dude get... Uh, you know, get some recognition because he, like I said, he's been doing it a long time before getting any of the night sweats um, recognition and and some of those songs hitting the charts and whatnot and just very well-deserved. And I love the night sweat stuff. Great music. Um, But I also just love listening to stripped down Nathaniel Rayliff playing his guitar and I got to see him at last year's Pickathon Music Festival up here in the Pacific Northwest, which, uh, man, missing, missing that heavy. That's something I've gone to the last few summers and have had the pleasure and opportunity to get to do the interviews for the festival and, and meet so many amazing musicians. Um, but obviously that along with everything else canceled this year. So that, that just passed and, and something, uh, I'm really looking forward to for next year. But in 2019, Nathaniel Rayliff and the night sweats played and I was so stoked to see them on the bill. But then when the, uh, when the schedule was actually announced, it was really cool to see that Nathaniel Rayliff would be closing out the wood stage in a solo set. And the great thing about Pickathon Music Festival is that every group plays uh, two sets. Um, so you have usually an opportunity to see, um, I mean, I mean, you're not going to see everyone, but you've got a great opportunity to see a lot of different music when every artist is playing twice. And uh, the wood stage is literally in the woods. It is buried deep into the woods. and. It's such a cool place to get to see music. And I sat on the ground, maybe 10 feet away from the stage, watching Nathaniel Rayliff play this solo set to, to close out the, uh, 
the festival or at least the wood stage for that year and got to listen to this dude play music and tell stories and and be so incredibly vulnerable with his words and his music as he was just going through the recent loss of his friend Richard Swift who was this amazing musician and producer and just uh worked on so many incredible records including the Night Sweats records had become you know just his his writing buddy and uh he was really vulnerable with us that night talking to us about the songs he was writing and and the songs that he was trying to complete that him and Richard had started writing for this new record and and to get to to see him express that and and talk about those things was so fucking moving man and i'm so glad that that pickathon has recently put that up on the uh the youtube channel you can watch that entire set of this dude um just playing some some incredible songs you know he he reached back deep into the catalog playing some older tunes and uh yeah so i don't know thinking about death and whatnot um i think i think a lot about that night of nathaniel rayliff just playing music in front of us all and uh and really really showing himself and what an experience that was you know something that i definitely will will never forget but so stoked that pickathon put that set up and i'll put the link for that in the episode notes definitely check this out if you're a fan of this dude or if you're a fan of the night sweats and and don't really know that that prior to that he put out some records on his own he's incredible man he is uh is a really moving dude so I want to play a song off the most recent record. He put out a solo record in in 2020. Was it the end of 2019 here? Let's fucking check it out. So bad with fucking time right now. Everything feels like the Everything feels like it's been 2020. Yeah, at at the early part of 2020, he uh he put this record out and it's a uh, it's a new solo record so it's the first solo record that he's put out since the uh the night sweats became a thing and uh the record is called and it's still all right and this is the title track off of it and he's just got some some lyrics in this song that uh that really uh really hit and speak volumes and and i love this this dude's songwriting so much so i just wanted to to share this tune and uh i think it holds a a cool space next to that that justin towns earl song and and is one that has given me some comfort around around death so this is uh this is a song from nathaniel rayliff it's called and it's still all right Now close your eyes 
spin around, say part time, you could find her, ain't the way that you want. But it's still alright. Late at night, you lay around on the rim. Counting all the lines, it's so funny now. Say, times are hard to get this far, but it ain't the way that you want. I'll be damned if this old man don't start to count his losses. But it's still alright. See, you learn a lot out there how to scorch and burn. Only have to bury your friends, and then you find it gets worse. Standing out on a ledge With no way to get down Start praying for wings to grow Oh baby just let go That's Nathaniel Rayliff. Dude's a killer. And uh, the Night Sweats, unreal too, to get to see the Night Sweats play again. I've, I've seen them a, a couple times now, and, and that show is unreal as well. So if you ever have the opportunity, I highly suggest checking that out. So much, uh, such a soulful music experience with the, the Night Sweats. That full band with the horns. Can't beat it, man. Can't beat it. This episode, man, I, I this is definitely gone a different direction than I in, 
initially anticipated when I thought about doing a playlist episode that I thought I was going to uh, play some songs with uh, fire in the title and, you know, maybe talk about some shows that I was watching or something. I thought I was going to talk about woke, which is a great show on Hulu. That's a, that's a new show that just came out really digging that just finished that today. And, uh, I also finally finished the third season of dark last night, which, uh, dark is one of the most incredible TV series I've ever seen. I highly recommend it. Uh, it deals with time and, and different timelines and, uh, just really some, some mind blowing shit. I watched the, uh, I watched the subtitles version. The, uh, it's a, it's a German show and I watched it that way. And I thought that that was going to be a struggle for me. And I'm so glad that I did it. I think it maybe, uh, yeah, maybe it definitely opened me up to wanting to maybe watch some other German films or just more stuff with subtitles. I always see that as like a daunting thing. And then I get into a movie with subtitles and usually enjoy the shit out of it. And, uh, that dark series though, man, that, that will, uh, it's a mind fuck. It's, it's pretty wild. It's three seasons. It's three seasons. And I think all of them are really well done. It, I don't think that it was one of those things that got shitty towards the end. I enjoyed the whole arc of everything and the wrap up. The first season is, uh, so hard to stop, like stop watching once you, once you put it on. But, uh, yeah, I thought we were going to be, you know, talking about those things, maybe a little more in depth to, to fill some time, but I've been keeping an eye on the toots and the Maytals Instagram because I saw a couple weeks ago that they had posted that, uh, toots Hibbert who is, a fucking reggae legend was, was in the intensive care unit and they seem like they're pretty optimistic, but unfortunately, uh, yesterday on, uh, September 11th, he, he passed away at 77 and I found out about toots and the may towels, maybe, uh, probably like four or five years ago. I was going on a pretty, heavy reggae kick and I was trying to, uh, trying to dive back and, and figure out some of the, you know, some of the other historic folks in that world that were not Bob Marley or, you know, a Peter Tosh. And, uh, along that journey, I found toots in the mate's house and I got that fucking funky Kingston album on vinyl. And I just fell in love with that thing. Not only his originals, because that's got obviously got Funky Kingston on it, which is definitely one of his most recognizable tunes and just obviously an iconic one, but also his covers of stuff on that record. Like his version of Louie Louie is amazing. I might like that one better than the original, but yeah, it's such a great record. And, uh, he's, he's just got such a great collection of records and definitely, uh, one of my favorite reggae artists. So 
really, really bummed to, to see this dude go. He left behind some amazing music and Jimmy Cliff, who's another reggae legend, you know, he kind of spoke in this Rolling Stone article, got some, some cool things to say about his, his friend Toots Hibbert. And he was speaking about how his 1962 record never grow old was what he thought was the birth of the reggae genre. And, uh, He's got some some other great stories in this article just about it. him becoming friends with with Toots and in the band and they'd always uh be trying to find some place to to go smoke weed at, you know, go find a river to to go smoke some weed at before the show or you know, wherever they could kind of sneak away to around around the venue and they would always always trying to get Jimmy to take a draw, but he wasn't into smoking. So he, uh, he was always turning them down, but he also speaks in the article. What a, what a kind man to was. And, uh, he also talks about how, uh, how in Jimmy Cliff's religious background, his concept is, uh, more about, you know, when, when someone passes away, they don't say that they say that they crossed over. They just go to the other side of existence. There's no such thing as death. And they go out there and they vibrate for however many days before they go to a higher height. But Toots, the way Toots lived his life, I'm sure his soul got to move on. The soul can reincarnate from 24 to 24,000 times. It depends on how you lived your life. But with Toots, I can't see Toots coming back to this planet. He's evolved. He's completed his task that he has to do on this planet. So some very cool words from Jimmy Cliff. Also saw a tweet from Mick Jagger today that said, so sad to hear of Toots Hibbert's passing. When I first heard pressure drop, that was a big moment. He had such a powerful voice and on stage, he always gave the audience his total energy, a sad loss to the music world. And with that, man, I want to get into a live version of Funky Kingston. I really love the some of these live reggae records. I think they just capture the energy so much differently than uh, some of the studio records. I think similar to the way blues records um, can... Uh, you know, have its studio feeling, but when you get to hear it live, it's just this completely different energy and different animals. So I want to jump in. This is my favorite Toots and the Maytals live record. It's just called Live. It's from 1980. And this is uh, Funky Kingston. Definitely fucking burning one down for Toots Hibber right now. And, uh, Thinking about his family and the rest of the mate's house. Funky Kingston, let's do it. Do you know the spirit of love? Okay. I got it by you. I got it by you. I want everybody to sing this song with me. I'm going to sing it first, and you're going to hear what I say, and you say it after. I say, Now. 
All right, Peter Toots. If you're a reggae fan and you're not super familiar with that, cannot suggest that Funky Kingston album enough, as well as uh, that live record that I just played that version of Funky Kingston from. Both of those are amazing. So uh, get into that, and I'll put all the links in the episode notes for, for things I talked about here. I'll be back at it with either a conversation with somebody next week or an episode of I Dig Records with my cousin. We'll be talking about a, uh, a Van Morrison record live from the Belfast. It'll be the first live record that we've done on the, the podcast as far as those I Dig Records episodes. And we're also talking about Phoebe Bridger's new album, Punisher, which is so good. So stoked to talk about both of those. So stay tuned for that. I hope everybody is uh, staying safe out there. Hope you're you're hanging in, you know, doing everything you can to, to stay healthy during these weird, strange times. And I know this this one got a little heavy, but but I hope this was uh, still a way for you to and escape for an hour or so of your day and appreciate you so much. I want to pay tribute to one more person on our way out. I want to play a really nice tune for us to sail this thing out. And Ronald Bell, Calise Bell, who was the co-founder and songwriter and producer of Cool and the Gang, passed away on September 9th. And this dude is, you know, a big part of an incredible band that put out so many amazing hit songs, top 40 jams, you know, and then they've got like the rest of their catalog, which kind of like lives outside of those, uh, those more structured tunes and are a little more representative of him and his brother. Cool's love of jazz and, and them being just really big, jazz heads and they played a lot of percussion in the streets in the sixties. They would just go to the park and beat on drums and they'd always be listening to jazz. And it was kind of not a huge surprise, I guess, when, when they got the opportunity to do their first self-produced album, which came out in 1972. Um, Bell called this their, their maiden voyage album, you know, and his, this record that was really influenced by people like James Brown, John Coltrane, and, and of course, Herbie Hancock with the, the main voyage reference there, but definitely leans more into the jazz side. And, uh, it was, it was something that I wasn't super familiar with. And I think if you're, if you're into jazz or just progressive music in general, I think this is, no pun intended, a really cool, cool and the gang record to check out. And this is the record that I want to feature a song off to, to play this episode out. This is a, a really uh, laid back one on the record. And we're going to sail it out with blowing in the wind. It's a program, everybody. Thanks for hanging with me through another episode. And that's the Jelly Jams. And we will catch you on the flip side. Portland, rest in peace. Ronald Calise Bell, cool in the gang. Mm-hmm.
husband. Thank you.